Radio Daily. Yep. For anti-Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It we happens have, every week. Right? So, you know, how can you get mad about it when it's inevitable and no one has invented an anti-Friday brand? Right. Yeah. So, welcome to the 6th of March for the fine folks of GeekRadioDaily.com. Welcoming you to National Oreo Cookie Day. Oh, I like Oreos. So, have an Oreo. Variety of flavors. Don't forget, there's also the ice cream variety. I'm just saying, I still think. What are uh, more stay in the times favorite cookies? <laughs> Oreo, Oreo. Ah, there it is. The folks that are bringing it to you today, the lady knows how to deal with an anti Friday. That's the Flintstress. Caning works. And I think it's about time we did a little more of it right here. A little bit. I'm, so. I'm ready to make the day work. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Let's roll, man. I'm done with the wood. Let's go. Let's go. What happened, yo? Well, in 1646, the very first patent in the New World, you know, America, it's issued by the General Court of Massachusetts to Joseph Jenks to protect his scythe mill engine from competition for 14 years. 1808, the first college orchestra in the U.S. is founded at Harvard. Harvard. 1869, Russian chemist Dmitry Mendeleev publishes the first version of his periodic table of the elements. 1886, America's first alternating current power plant goes into operation in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Uh, I like to live in just regular old good Barrington. Uh, 1896, the first appearance of an auto on the streets of Detroit occurs when Charles Brady King drives his horseless carriage down one of its main streets. When his auto breaks down, spectators respond by telling him to go get a horse. 1912, Italian forces become the first to use airships in war as two dirigibles drop bombs on Turkish troops encamped at Janzir from an altitude of 6,000 feet. <laughs> it must have been freaking out. Right? 1913. Today, Niels Bohr uses this date on the first paper describing his new ideas on atomic structure and mails it to his mentor, Ernest Rutherford. It'll be one of three historic papers he writes on the subject. 1927. Fritz Lang's science fiction film Metropolis is released in the U.S., the most expensive film ever made, costing approximately $7 million Reichmark, wow. which means something. <laughs> 1930. General Foods put Bird's Eye Frosted Foods, the first individually packaged frozen foods on the market in Springfield, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. 1948, USS Newport News, the first air-conditioned naval ship is launched from Newport News, Virginia. Before that, that air was rank. Oh, I bet. 1950, Silly Putty is introduced as a toy by Peter Hodgson, a marketing consultant who packaged one-ounce portions of the rubber-like material in plastic eggs. 1953, James D. Weston and Francis Crick submit the first article in the double helix structure of DNA, molecular structure of nucleic acids, a structure to deoxyrobus nucleic acid, which I never say right in the journal Nature. It's published in the April 25th issue of the magazine. Huh. 1986, in the nation's first computer sting operation executed by a local law enforcement agency seven teenagers are arrested on various hacking charges in fremont california lightman 1986 ussr's vega one space probe makes its closest approach to halley's comet passing within 8890 kilometers it'll capture more than 500 photos of the gas cloud surrounding the comet say cheese <laughs> 1994 a crew of seven people from five countries begin study in self-contained living in biosphere 2 a glass enclosed ecosystem their aim was to live within the structure supported by the several simulated types of ecosystems therein to provide information which may be applied to solving ecological problems created by man. 
Uh, Biosphere 2 was built in the desert outside of Oracle, Arizona. 1997, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II launches the first official royal website. 1997, the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences, or IADAS, for excellence on the internet, holds the first Webby Award ceremony at the 365 Club in North Beach, San Francisco. The winner of the first Webby is Entropy 8. 2005, the Autons attempt to invade London. Yeah. Uh, 2006, NASA publishes its predictions for the next sunspot cycle for the first time in history. The prediction estimates that the next cycle will start between late 2007 and early 2008, and that the cycle will be 30 to 50% stronger than the previous cycle, which peaked in 2001. 2008, astronomers at the Mount Graham International Observatory released the first images to be captured using both mirrors of the large binocular telescope, the world's new, most powerful optical telescope, 10 times the resolution of the Hubble. Wow. Also in 2008, NASA announces the discovery of rings around the Saturnian moon Rhea, the first rings ever discovered around a moon. Saturn liked it so much, put a ring on it. <laughs> 2008, the Pentagon issues orders to all U.S. Defense Department bases and installations throughout the U.S., banning Google Teams from making detailed street-level video maps of U.S. military bases. Yeah, you think? Following an incident in which you know panoramic street-level maps of Fort Sam Houston Army Base in Texas were posted on Google Maps, there was probably a mistake. 2009, NASA launches the Kepler Space Observatory on a mission to search out Earth-like planets orbiting other stars at 10.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 2009, Warner Brothers Pictures releases the action film Watchmen, directed by Zack Snyder. Long considered unfilmable because of its length, the large number of fantastic elements, the incredible... I still don't know how Zack Snyder did it. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it was pretty good. The movie was great. Birthdays? Eli Marienthal is 37, Hogarth in Iron Giant, Stifler's Little Bro in American Pie 1 and 2, and Robin in The Mystery of Batwoman. Ellen Muth is 47 from Dead Like Me, the Hannibal series. Shaquille O'Neal is 52 from Kazam, Steel, and uh, Shaq Fu. Maura Kelly is 56 from Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, Nala in... Nala? Nala, Nala in Lion King. Carolyn Porco is 71, led the imaging science team on the Cassini mission in orbit around Saturn. Rob Reiner, 77, Mike on All in the Family, directed Spinal Tap, Stand By Me, Princess Bride, some crap with Meg Ryan. <laughs> Joanna Miles is 84 from Bug, Judge Dredd. Uh, she played Sarek's wife, Perrin, in the Spock TNG episodes. No longer with us, born in state in 1787, Joseph von Fraunhofer, known for discovering the dark absorption lines known in the sun's spectrum. Uh, born in 1849, George Luger, Austrian gun designer, designed the Luger pistol. And in 1906, Lou Costello, an incredibly funny man who was good friends with a guy named Bud Abbott. And he met the mummy. But that's yep. not on TV. We get uh, CBS New the Neighborhood, Bob Hart's Abishola, NCIS, and NCIS Hawaii. ABC's got a new Bachelor. Dr. Jared Kalu returns to San Jose's St. Bonaventure House. It's the good doctor. Who cares? <laughs> it's the same thing. NBC has uh, the blind auditions and the premiere on a new The Voice. Uh, ben finds himself on a naval battleship engaged in war games in 1989, and he attempts to complete a risky rescue mission as he deals with his commanding officer, Addison's father, oh, no. on a new quantum leap. Fox has a new 911, and a country music star and her weary assistant swap lives, giving the star the anonymity they need to finish their album and the assistant the fame they long for. Javier learns a new fact about Helene on a new Fantasy Island. Well, the CW has new All-American and uh, All-American Homecoming. Freeform Elena, Roman, Bennett, Jenny, and Kim get trapped in the attic when a blackout hits the Greyborn. Alex makes an unsettling discovery. Tori and Matthew Bond are the new The Watchful Eye. 
AMC will be your Huckleberry. It's yeah. a tombstone. Bravo. Captain Lee returns. New stew. Leanne gets overwhelmed. Guests test the crew's patience. Make a dent in the yacht's alcohol supply. Ross and Katie discuss their relationship. Ben copes with unexpected love triangle on the new below deck. Uh, FX is showing Despicable Me 3. FXX Simpsons, but mostly Family Guy Marathon. <laughs> FXM, don't eat that pie uh-huh. on the help. Paramount has Fifty Shades Darker, which is the pie. <laughs> Sci-Fi is showing Resident Evil. TNT. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Right? True TV, Avengers uh, Weekend of Ultron. <laughs> Sorry, this is not the Science is an Expedition X Marathon, but this evening we are watching the Lifetime Movie Network. A young girl's life is turned upside down when she's in a car crash that leaves her disfigured and unrecognizable as an adult. She resurfaces in her hometown to stop the wedding of her first love and will stop at nothing to have him. Anna Marie Dobbins and Andrea Hickey star in Dying to marry him. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Chad has returned from space. He doesn't know about Thomas yet, but Stefano is looking to spend some money on the program. And in a plot twist, he does find out about his dad, and it's not the hero's welcome he was expecting. Later on, Abby meets Chad in an alley and offers him a lift back to the real world. Chad then decides to follow Thomas's path, but the Weston family seems to have other plans. After an encounter with Jack, they now face the dangers together. Chad suits up and gets ready for the action. Hashtag Chabby forever. Looks like you've got mail waiting. Well, yes. Yes, we do. Hey, geeks, I'm home listening so I can stop and write you. Loved all the Terry Pratchett references. I thought I'd read everything Pratchett ever released. The Bromley Trilogy, the Johnny Trilogy, even Strata, the non-humorous sci-fi novel that's obvious when he was first thinking of a flat planet. I found a copy of... I found a copy at Stories where they were still on Forest Hill Avenue. Missed that storefront. I also loved your pun about the drone being the real player. And I had to go to work, and now I'm working with friends on my webcomic site. Stay safe. That is from Bill. Well, Bill, awesome. Good times. Glad you enjoyed the Pratchett. Everyone should, especially since we got that new stuff coming. If you'd like to rave about your favorite Pratchett stuff, by all means, this is the place for it. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, the voicemail text message. You need these numbers here. 510. G-R-D crew. Hey, Outward Fleet Radio people, the Santa Mistress is up next with a brand new episode. A Whovian and a Nuvian walk into a TARDIS and explore every episode of the classic Doctor Who series. Join me, podcaster John S. Drew, and me, writer-editor Jim Beard, as we take apart each story starting from the very beginning in 1963. And join us on our Facebook page and Twitter, where we continue the discussion with you with historical artifacts from British papers of the time. The Doctor's Beard Podcast, released every Saturday around tea time on your favorite podcasting app. And we'll see you in time and space. Hi, this is Gareth David Lloyd, and you are listening to Geek Radio Daily with Billy Flynn. And, and all your pals. Billy Flynn and friends. Real Billy Flynn and Stop it. What the folks going to see there this weekend, yo? This week's 10, last week's 7. 80 for Brady made another $845,000. It's made 38.32 in five weeks. This week's 9 was last week's 6. Magic Mike's last dance. 69. 
Right. 1.18 million 25 in four weeks. This week's eight, last week's five. Plus it boots the last wish. Made another 2.72 million. It's made 177 in 11 weeks. This week's seven is new. Operation Fortune Rules de Guerre. Made 3.16. Guy Ritchie, maybe not this time. Uh, this week's six, last week's four. Avatar The Way of the Water made another 3.58 million. It's made 670.6 in 12 weeks. This week's five was last week's three. Jesus Revolution. 8.6 million. 30.5 in two weeks. This week's four is new. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Swordsmith Village subbed uh, from Crunchyroll made $10 million. This week's three was last week's two. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. 11 million 41 in two weeks. This week's two, last week's one. At Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, made another 12.47. It's made 186.8 in three weeks. Some of us don't say quant. The number one movie in America is Creed 3, making $58.6 million, knocking out the rest. See what it did there? I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News. Singing about the world. From a geeky point of view, a parody Star Trek stage musical titled God the Musical has been announced to premiere off-Broadway at New York City's Players Theater in May. Khan gets a musical? Well, I mean, it's your first best destiny. Anything else is a waste of material. The synopsis indicates the play begins in 2366 with Next Generation's data presenting a campy musical adaptation of The Wrath of Khan. In it, an older Captain Kirk is, experiences a coming-of-middle-age story when his nemesis Khan escapes exile and vows revenge. <laughs> Kirk Young even checked if we were alive, living in this hell on SETI Alpha 5. The cat-and-mouse game sparks an adventure that includes Vulcan tap dancing, Kirk's long-lost son, played by a William Shatner and Impersonator and mutant space chickens. The framing device of Data presenting a holographic musical that he programmed himself is the key, the key to the whole thing. Oh, Kirk Impersonator, is this why Rich is taking some time off this summer? Huh. A lot of episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation feature storylines where Data has to learn something through trial and error, usually going a little too far, taking things a, a bit too literally. The idea that he would write a musical after studying classic Broadway shows of the past opened the concept of the show even wider to include send-ups of classic musicals. <laughs> okay, Con the Musical is getting a five-week run from May fourth to June fourth at the Players Theater. With more details at conniscoming.com. Get the tickets before the scalpers do, because you know this going to be a hot item. Damn scalpers. From hell's heart I stab at thee. For heat's sake I spit my last breath at thee. Viz Media Vice President Kevin Hamrick recently stated in an interview that Viz will release Star Wars The Mandalorian, the manga, in the West this fall under the company's Viz original imprint. Can't wait to see a Beskar miniskirt. <laughs> Hamrick stated regarding the release, this is the official manga adaptation of the critically acclaimed The Mandalorian series. Hamrick did not give any other details, such as the work's author. Viz Media did not confirm if the reference work is the work of Yusuke Osawa, that launched recently we haven't heard and you know if you think Grogu is cute now where do you see those big old anime eyes oh version? goodness Yusuke Osawa from Spider-Man Fake Red launched the Star Wars Mandalorian manga in Square Enix's Big Gengen magazine in May 2002 Square Enix published the first volume on January 25th. And those rare glimpses of Din Djarin's gravity-defying hair are so cool. <laughs> the original series, I wonder if he'll like run <laughs> with his <laughs> arms behind himself. The original series is the first live-action series in the Star Wars franchise and centers on a lone bounty hunter of the Mandalorian warrior culture and his efforts to track down and later protect a force-sensitive infant of the same species as Yoda. And now you can enjoy that story with the hothead who uses his raw power, plus the power from his baby Yoda friendship to save the day. 
And Bo-Katan has a pretty... And Bo-Katan has a panty shot. Naturally. The company that makes Funko Pop collectibles is in trouble. It's preparing to throw hundreds of thousands of its pop culture-inspired figurines into the garbage. Funko revealed the plans in a recent earnings call filled with so much bad news, its stock price fell down a mine shaft the day after. What? Because nobody wanted the Rugrats Tavi one or Mrs. Potts and that creepy butters with the demonic black eyes? Funko's warehouses are overflowing with five-inch shibi replicas of Machine Gun Kelly, Spider-Man, Pikachu, and every other vaguely famous cultural icon, and throwing them out will be cheaper than trying to sell them. During a call with investors, CEO Brian Mariotti said a new distribution center Arizona was so full the company had been bleeding cash renting shipping containers to hold all of the excess inventory. Wow, maybe use the offices of the worthless marketing people you need to fire. Part of what seems to be going on here is that supply chain shortages combined with extra incomes and time at home during the early pandemic years spurred a temporary run on Funko Pop sales. Now the initial rush has subsided, the company has a ton of extra stock, at the same time sales are dropping. It's also hard not to wonder if the entire bobblehead redo has hit its peak saturation moment. That's right, kids. These are your beanie babies. For every pair of Willy Wonka Pops that can sell for $100,000, 99% of Funkos are worthless outside of whatever depraved joy fans get from occasionally making eye contact with them sitting on their shelves. Because, seriously, we're on season three of The Mandalorian. Why am I going to buy another Funko Pop Grogu? Eh? And now, a ton more of them appear headed to be going to a landfill somewhere in Arizona. May our future ancestors or the aliens excavating our civilization sometime in the distant future, forgive us. And you know, if we were to put these next to the Pac-Man games and the magic cards, we could have a geek trash museum. Right. I think that idea really pops. Well, Elon Musk can't seem to deliver on Neuralink's lofty goals and promises. Uh, since 2019, Musk has claimed multiple times that his brain-computer interface, or BCI tech, company was on track to imminently begin human trials. However, a new investigation has revealed the company's only first sought clinical testing approval from the Food and Drug Administration last year, and they were rebuffed over multiple safety worries. Well, considering how well AI is going, I'm glad nothing like that's going near a brain. right. Uh, current and former Neuralink employees recount dozens of concerns cited by the FDA that required addressing before the company's human clinical trials could even begin. In particular, sources say the agency flagged safety issues regarding the device's remote recharging lithium batteries, requiring animal study data indicating the power source was very unlikely to fail. Brain implant experts explain that if any part of the device connected to a battery source fails, then the current could grievously injure brain tissue. Even more so than watching the Kardashians. <laughs> Additionally, regulators cited concern over the possibility of Neuralink's implant wires accidentally migrating to other regions of the brain, therefore increasing the chances of inflammation, ruptured blood vessels, and brain functionality impairment. Uh, the FDA also reportedly wants more evidence that the devices don't overheat and can be removed safely without damaging patients' delicate brain tissue. You know, I kind of always did think he was going to bring about the Terminators. <laughs> Experts across a variety of fields have repeatedly urged caution alongside tempered expectations regarding Neuralink's BCI advances, while also reminding consumers that the technology is a lot more complicated than Musk may claim. The FDA most recent denial for human trials doesn't mean Neuralink will never reach that stage of development. Will never reach that stage of development, but it does temper expectations of when the public may actually see such an advancement. Whew. Meanwhile, competitors such as Synchron, backed by Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, are already conducting their own human clinical trials for similar brain-computer implants. So thank you, FDA, for saving us from our future zombie crypto overlords. Hopefully. Northampton, Massachusetts officials have greenlit a plan to create and install four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-themed manhole covers 
to celebrate the fact that the massive franchise was originally created there. And to pay for it, the town is using funds intended to help rebuild towns and businesses affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Who did more for that cause than... The Ninja Turtles? The pandemic, which is still a thing, even if people want to try to pretend it's not, devastated cities and businesses across the U.S. in March 2020. So in 2021, Congress passed the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA. That was nearly $2 trillion bucks in economic stimulus package that was designed to help the country recover faster from the various effects of the pandemic and to try to deal with the ongoing recession. After barely passing, Biden signed in the law, and as a result, Northampton, Massachusetts got $4 million bucks that the town and its officials could put toward its COVID-19 recovery efforts. Uh, with that much, what's $20,000 for a TMNT-themed manhole cover? The four manhole covers will be located along Main Street, and each one will represent a different turtle. And it isn't just a random choice as the city was the original home of Mirage Studios, the place where the franchise was born. Since their creation in 84, the Turtles have expanded beyond comics into movies, cartoons, games, toys, you name it. There's something Turtle. And, and, and hey, Northampton, we get it. TMT is a big deal in your town. But still, it seems a little odd. Uh, and it's not just four styles all over the city. I mean, it's just four... 20k? Is this a slush fund for the Foot Clan? According to the city's breakdown of where all the ARPA money is going, the idea behind the custom manhole covers is to invigorate downtown arts via a public art tribute to the Northampton-born Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, maybe other cities will take a slice from their pie, and maybe St. Paul will start having, like, you know, Peanuts-themed kids' dugouts. Or Chicago could have a Young Justice neighborhood watch station, or... Best yet, New York City could change all the tops of the buildings to have Disney's gargoyles. GRD is licensed for the Creative Commons Attribution, non commercial, non derivative works, not safe. We put a license. Come check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on the website, the Yeah. No, that's tough. And thank you, everybody, for coming out to uh, Jackbox on Friday. Good times, great times, fantastic time. We'll see you again this Friday. And if you, how do you play? By all means, come ask us or ask us this way by sending an email to podcast at geekradiodaily.com or you can do it in a voicemail or text message as long as you make sure you have these numbers to get it done with. 510 It's real easy, I promise. So, so easy. Well, we have uh, nothing big and flashy to show you this week. Doesn't anyone know how to turn off the program when they leave? I don't know if you noticed, but the podcast was a disaster. Good night, suckers. Listen, ladies, it's been real and it's been fun. But has it been real fun? Mm-mm. Nope. You owe me room rent. All right, here's twenty-eight dollars. Twenty-eight dollars, fine. Just a minute. You owe me 13 weeks at $7 a week, and that happens to be a lot more than $28. Well, that comes to $28. Did you go to school? Yes, sir. Do you mean to say that you can prove that 7 times 13 is 28? Well, it's got to be. Certainly it is, because Mr. Rabbit and I, that, that, that's $28. That's what you get. If you can prove it, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will give you the room rent for nothing. You will? But... If you don't prove it, you owe me double the back rent. Is it a deal? That's a deal. Okay. You happen to have any Crayola on there? Crayola? Never mind. I got it. Oh, you have? I got the Crayola. Now, first, I put down a seven. Right. Now, I'm going to divide the seven into 28. Yeah. I put a 28 there. Okay. Isn't that cute? Now, here we go. Seven will not go into two. It will not. That's a very big seven to push into that little bit of two. As you say it is. We ain't gonna hurt that little two, are we? Of course you won't. Shall we take the two? Open your hand. Yes. And I put that two right there for safekeeping. But don't drop it and don't lose it. Now, seven into eight. Once. Once. I put the one over here. One over there. 
Now, we're going to carry the seven because it's very big and it's getting heavy on my shoulders. And I'm going to drop the seven under there. Now, seven from eight is one. Is one. I put the one down there. Mm-hmm. Now it comes. Would you mind opening up your palm of your hand, please? I would like to use that two. Open it up. Give me that two. You've had it long enough. <laughs> I'm going to put that two right there. Now, seven in the 21. Three times. That's right. Seven in the 28. 13. 